0: Today, Pastor Ray Bentley points out why some people don't choose the good news of the gospel.
1: Every other path, other than Christianity, offers an easier road. That's why it's so alluring and why so often the cults and weird things and people go after it. But it doesn't answer to the sin problem that you finally go, man, I need something more powerful to deliver me. You need the cross. Spread the news
0: Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Have you found that easier often isn't better? Fat diets, get-rich-quick schemes, miracle makeup potions. Some pursue similar fads in the spiritual arena. Today, Pastor Ray helps us get back to the truth of the gospel that offers true and lasting change. Here's Pastor Ray now to begin.
1: Let's open our Bibles to uh, the book of James, chapter 1, actually verses 21 through 27, and how pure religion transforms. Verse 21, James says, therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. He's saying, look, guys, get rid of everything that was drowning you and poisoning you and ruining your life. Let it be set aside. We must choose to set aside our pride and the wicked ways. And let's just hear the word of God and let the word of God come into us Because it's through the word and the teaching and the preaching of the word which brings us Jesus that we're born again and that we are saved. And notice that he also says that uh, receive with meekness the implanted word. Now what does meekness mean? Some people think meekness is kind of, you know, oh, I'm just meek, you know, and being shy. No, it has nothing to do with personality. The word meek actually means to be teachable. Are you teachable? If you have been truly born again of the Holy Spirit, then you, you have to be teachable. Because in the world, the, the attitude is, you know, being successful is that you know where you're going and you have the answers and, and you live by this self-sufficiency and this arrogance and this pride. And once you're saved, that is so dumb. Because, obviously, look around. Do people know where they're going? Or do people know what they're doing? No. The world is a mess. And so the first part of, of hearing the gospel, I mean, it's, it's so powerful and it's so obvious. We're sinners. Which, which means less than perfect. <laughs> How many find it, that it's not hard to believe that this world is not perfect? Is that okay? It's obvious. That's what sin is, less than perfection, less than paradise. And so we need help. We need guidance. We need direction. So God gave us his word. He gave us his written word. And the written word always points to the Lord Jesus. Jesus is where the light, because God dwells in light, so bright, so overpowering. No man can live and even see God. He dwells in light unapproachable. But God has revealed Himself through His Son. It's like that magnifying glass where it takes the diffused light and brings it down to that little tiny circle and gets very focused, very powerful, very hot, can ignite fire. That's what it's like when you get saved. Jesus comes into focus and He ignites a fire in your soul and the Spirit of the Lord comes in and and you're born again. So now, James is saying, he's writing to believers, so be teachable. Receive the word with a teachable heart. Be eager to learn. Be eager even to hear the word. Now, he goes on, verse 22 and 23. He says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, He is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man that he was. So he says, look, it's good that you are hearing the word. It shows there's a spiritual hunger in your heart and that there's nothing in this world that can satisfy that spiritual inner thirst. So you decide, okay, I'm here to listen to the word of God. That's good. Because after all, there are plenty of people that don't want to listen to the Word of God. There are plenty of people that don't. Uh, they, they, are so, they want to be entertained all the time. But entertainment does not meet the needs of a human spirit made in the image of God. So we're to come to the Word. But now James says, but don't just be hearers. Don't just come and listen more and more Bible studies and learn more and more knowledge and information. Be doers of the word. This is extremely powerful and important. That you not only hear the word with a teachable spirit, but you are, he's talking about the way you listen. And the way you listen is, I'm listening and I want to learn and I want to, you know, write it down so that I can do it. I want to live it. Now let me say that over the course of time in your Christian life, if you do not put into practice and obey and do the things that you hear and that you learn, that there is something that will happen about your learning. It will begin to be detached from your life and from reality. So he says, it's like the Bible is a mirror. The word of God is a mirror. And if all you do is hear the word and then you go away and you're not changed, it's like looking in a mirror, walking away and forgetting what you look like. Now, ancient mirrors are different than what we have today. You know, here's this uh, goofy little uh, rearview mirror that I have here. Now, the the mirrors that we have today are, they're made with glass with a little silver backing or whatever, and like cameras, they don't lie. We have really good mirrors. We have much better mirrors than they had 2,000 years ago. They would use polished bronze, highly polished bronze, which was pretty good, it had a few imperfections, and then if you were wealthy, you could have a uh, a silver mirror, which was nice and also elegant, and some would use gold, though it didn't give quite as good of an image. When we have these mirrors, oh, goodness gracious, okay, Uh, (laughs) they reveal everything. They tell you absolutely everything, and I think it might be not a bad idea to go back to the old mirrors, but anyway... It's like if you in the morning, you, you wake up and you go look in the mirror and, and see yourself, which is always a shocking thing, right? <laughs> there you're, you're like, oh my gosh, what, where, what happened to the human being? You know, that creases in your face, you've got bed head going. You, you know, it's, there are things, it's just, it's not right. <laughs> it's not right. What happens at night? And when you wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror. God have mercy upon us. I'm glad you guys have looked in the mirror. Because honestly, if you imagine this, what if there's a, you know, there's this guy. Because when you look in the mirror that you're like, whoa, I got to go shower. I got to wash my hair, you know, comb it, you know, scrub my face, brush my teeth. And before you, you know, become presentable to work or church or whatever else. Imagine though a guy... He wakes up in the morning, he's got lines in his face, his eyes are all puffy, his hair, he's got weird bed head, and he's got stuff in his teeth, he doesn't brush his teeth. He walks up to the mirror and he goes, oh man, and he walks away, gets in his car, goes to work. And the, you know, he, he comes out of his car and he walks into his little cubicle, you walk up to him, your friend, you go, bro, what, what is going on? He goes, what? I go, dude, do you know, have you looked at yourself? And he goes, oh man, yeah. You go, well? He goes, well, I looked and I was so horrified, I just walked away. <laughs> dude, look a little bit longer. Make some adjustments, come on. Get a comb, you know, wash your hair, brush your stinking teeth, scrub your face a little bit. You look horrible, bro. So that's, you know, we laugh, but that's basically what James is saying. It's like if all you do is come to church and you hear Bible studies, but you don't, put into, you don't adjust to what you see because the Bible is a mirror of you and me. It mirrors our soul. It brings the flaws, the imperfections, the things that need some adjustment. And that's why you cleanse and repent and stop doing that and, and do new things and obey and, and apply the Word of God. And that's why it's so vital and it's so powerful and it's so important. Um, so the Bible will, here's what will happen. It tells you what's really going on. And uh, the irony is that we don't understand. I mean, we, when you first get saved, oh, you know, you have this conviction that you're a sinner. But you don't really understand the depths of sin until you have spent time in the Word. And your heart is to get more and more sensitive and it reveals to you your attitudes. See, we think that, oh, now I'm saved. I read the Bible because now I'm a holy person. Well, no, that's a process. That takes a long time. And it is not easy to be a Christian. In reality, this mirror, you look in the mirror and you go, whoa! I have got a lot of sin in my life. I can't believe how proud I am, how arrogant I am, how angry I get at people and throw my weight around and my opinions around and oh Lord have mercy upon me. But that's healthy and it is necessary and as it reveals these things then you adjust and you repent and you ask forgiveness and you say, Lord, help me. (laughs) Yes, it has exposed my weaknesses and I don't want to be this way. Help me, Lord. And then you give your body and you give effort. Jesus said to be a Christian is like picking up your cross and following him daily. It is not easy. And I understand, I know, I'm a human being too. I understand that we want it easy. And I also know that we're bombarded with the advertising of all these books and beliefs and philosophies and religions that say, hey, there's a, you don't have to go that Christian way and the cross. It's easy. Just do, you know, whatever. Every other path other than Christianity offers an easier road. That's why it's so alluring and why so often the cults and weird things and people go after it. But it doesn't get to the core of our being. It doesn't answer to the sin problem that you finally go, man, the very fiber of my being is sinful. I need something more powerful to deliver me. You need the cross. And then you need to adopt that philosophy of Jesus. And you have to get to the point where you're not afraid of that emotional pain. So many other religions are about, you know, numbing yourself. That's what the devil wants. That's the philosophy of the world, is why should you live in pain? This place stinks. It's horrible, man. Numb it, drug it, alcohol it, you know, uh, indulge. Whatever you need to do to let, you know, pressure off. That's the answer to the world. But it leads to death and destruction and loneliness and emptiness and just a bigger pile of guilt and a bigger weight of depression upon you. No, you've said we come to the word. And the Word of God, as it reveals things, yes, it hurts. But I want you to know this when God convicts you of something in your life and you feel the pain of that, you will not die. You won't die. You're, the old man dies. But you know what? I, there's a point where I stop feeling sorry for my old man or my old nature. Because that guy is a weasel, he's a loser. He is selfish, he is arrogant, he is prideful, so suffer. I, could care, I don't care about you, old man, I am crucified with Christ. And to the degree that I follow then and die to my old ways, to that degree I experience this new life that's powerful, that's of the spirit, and you hunger for it and you taste it. If you want to experience the Word, it doesn't come by amassing more knowledge and more Bible studies and hearing more information. Transformation comes when even when you, you know a little bit, you apply it and you do it. When you do it, then you learn, then you grow. And, and I found that the more obedient that I became in areas of my life, I began to experience new levels and depths of the kingdom of heaven and of the Holy Spirit and went from faith to faith and from glory to glory.
0: Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. At Maranatha Radio, we've received so many cards, emails, and social media messages expressing appreciation for Pastor Ray's teaching.
1: Pastor Ray was a very kind and friendly pastor. He will be greatly missed. He, of course, is enjoying the full essence of God's glory. We will see Him again someday. Heavenly Father, please bless His wife, family, and church members. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen.
0: Prayers and messages like that continue to be such a great encouragement to all of us at Maranatha Radio and the whole Bentley family. If you'd like to send a message, just email us Ray at raybentley.com or post a comment online at www.raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley.
1: So James' exhortation is, do the word, don't be hearers only. But here's another exciting thing. And I will admit to you, if, if all we could see when we looked into the mirror of the Bible was all of our flaws, uh, wow, if that's all there is, that can get old and it, and it gets hard. But there's another image that you can also see in this mirror called the Bible. And there's a story in Pilgrim's Progress where he saw this looking glass and he said, Oh my goodness, pilgrim is it's an analogy of the Christian life. When I turn it one way, I see things in myself that are gross and disgusting and that I cannot believe, and it causes me to repent of all of them. He goes, But when I take the looking glass and turn it another way, I see the most beautiful man I've ever seen. I see the prince. Of the pilgrims. I see one who has so much love in his eyes, who has a crown of thorns and who has the wisdom of the ages and the compassion that I can feel in every cell of my being." He was saying, I see Jesus. That's what draws me back again and again and again, is I see Jesus in the Word. Every book from Genesis to Revelation is exciting to look for the Lord. So there's a, and and the Holy Spirit is very gracious. He gives you a little bit, okay, look, look. Okay, yeah, that's uh, weird and disgusting. Repent of that. Okay, now, enough of that. Now let me show you Jesus. Ah, Lord. That's why we continue to look into the Word. 2 Corinthians 3.18 is in your notes. Let's read this scripture out loud together. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we are transformed when we see Him. We want to be like Him, and we put on, as it were, the nature of Christ into our lives. And so the truth is that if the Word of God has not made a change in our lives, then it is not really entered into our lives. Now look in verse 25. He says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. I don't know about you, but I, I need and want every advantage and blessing that I can get in this life. Life is tough enough. It's hard enough. And I am, I am not ashamed to say I want desperately the blessing of God in my life. Here's how. In verse 25 he says looking into the perfect law of liberty continues it is not a forgetful here but he is a doer those who do the word receive a blessing not just those who hear it that's great that all of you are here listening to this bible study in james but the blessing will go to those who leave and do what it says And in fact, there's a warning. If we do not obey the light we have, our vision will be dim. Jesus' disciples came to him one time and they said, you know, Jesus, there's something we don't understand. When you talk to us, you give us mysteries and you give us details and you you give us secrets about the kingdom of heaven. But when you talk to the religious guys, that are and you know, I'm paraphrasing, interpreting, they're above us. They have their they have the names, they're priests, they're scholars, they're theologians, they have the robes, they have the positions, they have the schooling. You talk to them in parables. We don't know why. We don't understand. Jesus gave this answer in Matthew 13, verses 11 through 13. Let me read it to you. Jesus said, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. And then he said an interesting thing. Whoever has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken from him. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. I remember being a young Christian thinking, wow, that sounds kind of mean. Jesus is taken away from some people and he's giving to others. What's going on and, and why? Well, in the context, here's what Jesus was saying. The reason that I speak to them in parables so that it's harder for them to figure it out is because the revelations that have already come to them, they didn't believe and they didn't obey. If they had obeyed the revelations that were given, then when I came, they would have accepted me, seen me, loved me, and I could have given them all of that. But the fact is that they didn't want to obey what they heard. They gained more and more knowledge, more and more information. They liked their position, their place, uh, their name, their reputation. They like the religious, you know, deal that they're in. But they don't obey. And so they're losing their understanding. Their minds are actually becoming dull. And so this is a very interesting truth. I don't know if you are aware of this, but it is possible that you can hear more and more Bible studies. You can get into the Greek language and you can study the Hebrew and you can get into the history and you can get into the theology and you can fill your mind with knowledge and with degrees and with wisdom, you know, add on and on and on. But if you don't obey it and apply it along the way, you actually are understanding less and less. It is possible to have the robe, the name, the reputation, the honor, the degrees, and the titles after your name and end up being an agnostic. I don't know if I believe in Jesus anymore or not. They can't see it. They don't get it. They don't believe it anymore. Why? What happened? Because they stopped obeying it a long time ago. And now, as a revelation of their pride, they're actually standing above the Bible, deciding and judging for themselves what they like, don't like, accept, don't accept, etc. So Jesus says the reason that you understand the secrets is you're living it, you're applying it. So if you want to really grow, obey. If you obey, more secrets will be revealed, more mysteries will unfold, more understanding will come to you. And then once you obey it, then you do hunger for more knowledge. But the motivation that you desire more knowledge has now changed. I wanna learn more so I can obey more because the more I obey, the more of heaven I experience in my soul. And now everything is lined up right. Truth obeyed brings more truth, but disobedience to the truth results in loss of understanding. Therefore, do something with what you have while there is time. Amen?
0: Great exhortation today from Pastor Ray Bentley from our studies in the book of James here on Maranatha Radio. Now, today's study is titled, Pure Religion Transforms. If you missed any part of the message, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. When you get to the homepage, you can leave a tribute to Pastor Ray's life and service to the Lord. And also click the word Media, and you'll see the words Watch, Radio, and Devo. Three engaging ways you can enjoy Pastor Ray's insights, via video, audio recording, or daily devotions. In fact, at the very bottom of the page, you can link to Pastor Ray's Facebook page, his podcast, his YouTube channel, and Twitter feed. And you'll find Pastor Ray's books there as well. His final book is The Days of Noah, a prophetic fiction novel, part of the Elijah Chronicle series. And raybentley.com is always where you'll find the best deals on Pastor Ray's resources. You can also donate securely right there on the site. Your investments help bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Our mailing address is Maranatha Radio, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California. 92127 Well next time join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in the book of James more from God's word next time on Maranatha Radio Maranatha bringing the message of Christ soon return the whole gospel to the whole world Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.